The Impeachment Witch Hunt with Greg Jarrett. Dripping with derision, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi exulted that President Trump has been impeached forever. They can never erase that, she intoned, as she finally handed over the articles of impeachment to the U.S. Senate. If Pelosi had a football nearby, she would have spiked it. Her celebratory remarks really crystallized what the impeachment of Donald Trump is all about. Pelosi doesn't care about facts, evidence, or what constitutes an impeachable offense under the U.S. Constitution, no. She cares only about bludgeoning the president for the electoral harm it might cause come November. This has been Pelosi's intent all along. Impeachment was her political cudgel. She crowed about it like a pro wrestler who body slams an opponent, then celebrates by prancing around the ring. It was all staged, of course. Any further evidence should not be avoided. And now it's in the, the ball is in the court of the Senate. Nobody should be fooled by Pelosi's shameless antics. She wanted to impeach Donald Trump since the moment he took office. She admitted it during a televised forum last month. It was a moment of uncommon candor for a speaker who routinely traffics in duplicity. At the same venue, she also repeated the canard she's been peddling for months. Quote, we don't take any glee in this at all. It is heartbreaking. Right. Then why did she hand out souvenir pens like party favors when she signed the articles of impeachment in a ceremony? Pelosi then posed for photographs, holding up the commemorative pens while smiling like a Cheshire cat. So much for somber and serious. You could almost hear the champagne corks popping in the cloakroom. But don't forget, Pelosi prays for the president. Indeed, she seems obsessed with reminding us at every turn how prayerful she is. It is so sad, she keeps telling us. Sure, Nancy. In truth, Pelosi is the master of insincerity. On the eve of the House vote to impeach, she insisted that, quote, politics is not even a consideration in this. Really? Then why did she confess that she's been yearning for impeachment since Trump moved into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? Does anybody really believe that whopper? For months, Pelosi has insisted she would never condone a partisan impeachment. And then she engineered a partisan impeachment. Once she set the charade in motion, Pelosi insisted that impeaching Trump was a matter of urgency. He's a threat to national security and democracy. So she rushed it through the House with spurious evidence and then sat on the impeachment articles for the better part of a month and refused to transmit them to the U.S. Senate for an impeachment trial. Urgency? That was just another convenient lie. Pelosi's gambit to extort from the Senate her personal approval of the trial procedures was a spectacular blunder. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell refused to capitulate, and the Speaker eventually retreated. But that hasn't stopped the media from fawning all over Nancy Pelosi, featuring her mug on the cover of Time magazine and extolling her as a brilliant strategist and tactician. In an interview with CBS, the speaker inflated hyperbole to a new level when she claimed that, 
quote, what the president did was so much worse than even what Richard Nixon did. It was such a ludicrous comparison, even the reporters seemed shocked into silence. Nixon committed crimes, then sedulously covered them up. Pelosi's articles of impeachment allege no crimes at all. Previously unsupported allegations of bribery and extortion were abandoned by the House. In a different interview, Pelosi told the Washington Post that the impeachment of President Bill Clinton was unnecessary. She seems to have forgotten that Clinton stood accused of 11 felony offenses by an independent counsel. Trump is accused of none. Yet his impeachment is somehow necessary under the new and frivolous Nancy Pelosi standard. The old Pelosi standard was actually the correct one. You may recall that in March of 2019, she stated with confidence, quote, impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country. Since then, Pelosi has either suffered an acute case of amnesia or she succumbed to pressure from the liberal wing of her caucus. Either way, the speaker managed to divide the country in exactly the way she promised she would not. She did it without compelling and overwhelming evidence, but based on witnesses who offered no more than speculation and opinion derived from multiple hearsay. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley described it to the House Judiciary Committee as not just woefully inadequate, but in some respects dangerous as the basis for the impeachment of an American president. Will all senators now stand or remain standing uh, and raise their right hand? Do you solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, president of the United States, now pending, you will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws? So help you God. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts has been sworn in to preside over the trial. Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his political counterpart, Democrat Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, are each vowing to address their constitutional duties impartially. But it's clear they have a different view of what evidence should be considered. This chamber exists precisely, precisely, Madam President, so that we can look past the daily dramas and understand how our actions will reverberate for generations. The House's hour is over. The Senate's time is at hand. It's time for this proud body to honor our founding purpose. In the coming days, each of us, every one of us, Democrat and Republican, will face a choice about whether to begin this trial in the search of truth or in service of the president's desire to cover it up and let history weigh on every one of our shoulders. The trial will commence in earnest with opening statements from the House managers on the Democrat side, people like Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler. 
Then the president's legal team will respond. There'll be an opportunity thereafter for senators to pose some questions. After that, the Senate will vote on whether any witnesses should be heard from, especially new witnesses who were never called by the House of Representatives, such as President Trump's former national security advisor, John Bolton, and Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney. Many Republicans oppose the introduction of new evidence and new witnesses because that's the job of the House, as Senator Lindsey Graham has pointed out. Now they want John Bolton to come forward in the Senate to destroy executive privilege. Any president would claim executive privilege over the testimony of their national security advisor. They didn't even subpoena Bolton, and they're expecting us, Republicans, to destroy President Trump's privilege. They had a chance to call the witnesses they're requesting today. They chose not to because they were in such a rush to do it. Executive privilege applies to these witnesses. I will not violate it. Republican Senator Ted Cruz has warned that if Democrats insist on calling new witnesses, Republicans would be entitled to reciprocity, calling their own witnesses that were forbidden by House Democrats. The GOP, for example, might call Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, the faux whistleblower, and even Adam Schiff. It's a Pandora's box that might do even more damage to the Democrats' case. The mainstream media, meanwhile, seems to think that a new witness by the name of Lev Parnas, a Rudy Giuliani associate, should be heard from. In an interview with Rachel Maddow on MSNBC, Parnas told the story of how Trump was trying to pressure Ukraine into investigating Joe Biden and his son. But that is already evident from the transcript of the telephone conversation between Presidents Trump and Zelensky and readily admitted by Trump himself that he did ask Ukraine to hand over any evidence of potential corrupt acts by Joe Biden. Parnas will never be called as a witness. His credibility is highly questionable since he's currently under criminal indictment for campaign finance violations. Moreover, he admits he never even spoke to Donald Trump about it. Like so many other witnesses, He's offering nothing more than speculation based on hearsay. As the Senate hurdles toward an impeachment trial that will likely conclude with an acquittal of Donald Trump, Americans should remember that it was Nancy Pelosi who set this national nightmare into motion. It is an abuse of power driven by arrogance and for political gain. Pelosi bears the responsibility and the blame. I'm Greg Jarrett. Be sure to pick up my new book, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.